Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Yo, Doug. What up, Doug? Another good one today. Is that right? Yeah, longtime friend of mine, director of the Between Two Ferns, the movie, <laughs> uh, creator and star of comedy Bang Bang podcast and TV show, performer and writer on Mr. Show. This dude knows comedy. Whoa. We're, we're going to have a very serious conversation with him. <laughs> Wait, uh, yeah, Mr. Did you say his name? Scott Ackerman? Yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> what? That is an important piece of the puzzle. I guess we could have just gone to the theme because then the next thing I'd say is, hello, Scott Ackerman. <laughs> yeah. But no more spoilers. <laughs> Let's go to work. Hello, Scott Ackerman. Hello, Doug. What was your last name again? Mellard. <laughs> Mel, yeah, that's how I'm Hardly Doug Benson. I'm talking to Doug. <laughs> uh, do you know what day it is today, Scott? Uh, I have no idea. I just woke up. What day is it? It's Thursday, June 10th. What the? Yeah. How's it going? How, how's your... Uh... <laughs> you, you said that was such import. I thought it... It meant I know, something. it sounded like I was going to say, like, it's international, you know. I literally was, like, thinking to myself, did I meet Doug on June 10th in 1995? But no, I think that was more in July. Happy anniversary. Happy, Happy anniversary. anniversary. <laughs> um, yes, uh, I put too much weight on the date. How are you doing in general, though? In general, doing okay. Happy to be out of the house a little bit more than I have been the last year. Uh, yeah, things are looking uppish, probably. I was <laughs> neither cool up nor I ended up uh, getting sick, which was good. Uh, yeah, so everything's good. Do you feel like you did anything that like uh, where you were like, oh, this is where I might might get it? Like, did you have to do anything mask? Yeah, or something? There, there were two things that in well, one during it, it was a little like, well, we just got to do this, which was there was a big power outage. I don't know if it affected your place, Doug, but on I think it was July 4th weekend or something. There was a huge power outage at our place. That, that happened at about 4 p.m. And I was like, okay, we'll just wait this out because I know like Lauren Lapkus had had one earlier in the day and they restored her power like two hours later, right? So I was like, ah, oh, that's fine. We don't have power for a couple hours. It got all the way up to 9 p.m. And it was so fucking hot in our house because the air conditioning. <laughs> and we had all the, d the doors and windows open. I was like, we're not going to be able to sleep here. And I, I checked with the power company and they were like, yeah, this will be three days until it's back up, you know? Ooh. So we tried, and, and then my, my gate couldn't open because it's elect, electric to get right. the car out. So I had to, and, and so I had to call the person who installed the gate to say, how do you like take the pin out of the gate? And it was, it was hammered in there in such a way that I had to get like tools out to try to get the <laughs> gate open. So I'm just sweating and we call up a, a hotel and one that will take dogs. And uh, then they, they canceled our reservation at the last second. I was just like, let's just fucking go over to tall John's because <laughs> li we live around the corner from him. And I was like, 
you know, we haven't seen anyone for four months at this point, but let's just go over to Tall John's and risk it, you know? So we, we went over to Tall John's and we're like, we're not going to be here for three days wearing masks inside the house all day. So we just, you know, hung out for three days without masks. So that was one that while it was happening, I was like, this is probably worth the, the risk, you know, but I knew John was also being safe. Yeah, well, John is so tall that he can't get it. Because <laughs> COVID hovers at about five foot three. Yeah, so it doesn't get up to him. Uh, but the rest <laughs> of us, like his wife and child, they should be concerned. Uh, you and know. then the, the, other, the other one was we, we went with a group of people to a, a private house in like October. And we were very safe about it, I thought, because we all got covid tests a week out and then two days out you know uh-huh. but then we found out that whole thing about the dodger stadium covid tests were all inaccurate or something oh god yeah and so it could have we could have you know it, it could have fucked us for that but yeah, yeah. Those, were the, those were the only t- two times we we kept it pretty high and tight as they say yeah um yeah that's the thing is uh everybody that uh you know did whatever they could to you know not spread covid uh, at the same time uh, did you get uh, a cold or flu at all in the last year no i did not get i and i get sick like two right? or three times a year pretty bad did not get sick the entire 14 months and it, yeah. it really was like geez maybe i should be wearing this mask all the time for sure exactly that's exactly it is it the, 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 the social distancing the hand washing and the mask all that stuff if we had been doing less handshaking and less you know you know how we are scott we're making out sure. with everybody sure. um, you <laughs> know it's just uh, collectively you know, it's just crazy that you know now you're five, gonna, 10 now years ago i five or ten years ago i'd see somebody in the airport with a mask on and i go what's is that person dying what's their issue why are they <laughs> yeah, why are they well, so paranoid <laughs> we, we went to we went to tokyo a couple years ago and it's just part of the culture there I would say yeah. like a third yeah. of the people when you're on the subway have them on. And, and I was looking around kind of the same thing. And I was going like, huh, I wonder what this is all about. And so I read articles about it where it was just like, yeah, I mean, people just feel safer. And if they're sick, they don't want to get other people sick. And, you know, if people are immunocompromised, it was just like part of the culture. It's fine. And then there were like supermodels in Tokyo who wear masks on the runway. And it's like just right. part of fashion now you know so it's and i was kind of like oh i wonder if that would ever happen in the states and then boom yeah <laughs> it, it did you, but you did this with that thought you put out in the world yeah <laughs> you make the future that you want yeah i want one where everyone's wearing masks <laughs> i also think watchmen had something to do with it right i mean is everybody just going to be rorschach at uh, halloween this year <laughs> just rorschach from the bottom party on top rorschach on the bottom <laughs> So we talk a lot about uh, names on this show. Uh, oh, I know. I'm so both, glad. We're both thugs. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I can, you can you probably get how that works uh, in terms of, um, you know, it's not the most respectable name. Well, your ancestors worked in the coal mines. Right. <laughs> they did a lot of dugging. <laughs> yeah, they dug a lot. They dug. Uh, but Scott, how does... Uh, how does the name Scott work for you? Are you? Have you always liked it? Do you have issues with it? I always did not like it. I don't know what it is about the construction of the, of the word. It just looks, it looks weak to me. I don't know why it, it really like the S and then the round C and then the round O and then a double T really. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I never really liked it. My, my brother, he was named after my father, but he wasn't a true uh, Bert Ackerman II because he had a different middle name. Um, and he decided very early on just to go with his middle name. I'm talking like like they, I think maybe my parents decided it for him or something like that, where it was just like, you know what, let's just call him by his middle name as not to confuse ourselves. Um, but I, And then I heard a story from my mom recently where it was either me or my brother. I'm trying to remember what it was, but she told my dad what, say it was me, what my name was supposed to be and to tell the nurses. And in between, in the 90 seconds in between her telling him that and him walking over to the nurses, he forgot it. And so he just said whatever he thought, (laughs) the first name that came to mind. 
<laughs> and then I was like, well, when he came back and told you that, didn't you like flag someone down and go, oh, actually it's supposed to be this. And they were like, nah, we just figured it was okay. <laughs> so I guess it could be worse had he just blanked and really fumbled there, but yeah. Well, the, and then even worse is the last name, which no one I knew, you know, it's not common. Right. So, so for and, uh, people want to put a C in there when they spell it, right? Always, always. So for a long time, I wanted to change it or figure out a stage name. There was a period of time when I was like around 20, where the acting school I was at was like, this is the time when you decide what your professional name is going to be. That's going to be on your headshots and everyone will, you know, you're networking now and everyone will remember you by. Um, and so there was a time where I was like, do I change my last name or something? And then, I really, it was kind of the Arnold Schwarzenegger effect where I said, you know what, if people can figure that out, <laughs> they can sort of figure out Ackerman. But that was, that was on the comedy bang bang TV show. That was why I had the different subtitle. Every episode was just, it was our director, Ben Berman kind of, you know, it's, it's like taking back sort of the, the fact that you have a weird last name and calling attention to it. So people will remember it a little more, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah and scott is also weird because it's not short for anything no that you can't shorten it you can go cot i guess or scott <laughs> but there's no long version of scott either it's not like short for scottifer or something yeah scott trick <laughs> scottish scott yeah it's nothing and then I, my parents got me this like plaque when i was 10 maybe my, my mom is very fond of uh tchotchkes and her, all of the places she's ever had, like they're just, they cover the walls, right? What's your mom's name? Linda. Oh, I was hoping it was Joni. <laughs> Joni loves tchotchkes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> do you remember the drummer in that, where he would count off the songs really bored? He would go one, two, three, four. <laughs> uh, so we should bring that back. That's a great, <laughs> that's this is a good bit. That's a great bit. Um, so, so she got me a plaque that had my name on it and what it meant from the Bible or something in a Bible verse, you know, yeah. like Psalm whatever on it. And it was just like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Literally. <laughs> what if his middle name was fucking? That would be amazing. Yeah. Does, uh, I mean, does he ever have a middle initial? He had H for a long time. Oh, yeah. But I think, again, that's, I think that's people that wanted to use it you know, as a swear word, it's more fun to say Jesus H. Yeah. Like but, I think that H was just added to, to drag the name out. It doesn't seem like people in the Bible had middle names. It seemed like they started with one name. Cause that was fine. Cause when no one's there, it's like Adam Eve. Okay. Those are two different things. We don't need, we don't need last names. It's like phone numbers keep getting longer because they need to add different area codes and post uh, post office box or not post office boxes, but zip codes. Zip codes. But they, and then they added, it seemed like around Jesus Christ, they added, they go, okay, let's add last names. You're Christ. Your whole family is Christ. <laughs> and then, and, and now middle names, They're like no one has a middle name in the Bible. It seems like. Yeah, that's true. I guess, you know, middle names are probably added just like how, uh, you know, social security numbers yeah. probably got bigger, you know, like longer because, you know, just people realizing, oh, this, this is... We're going to run out. We've got too many John Smiths. They need a crazy middle name to it's distinguish them. It's like these codes that they put into the, uh, you know, when you get a DVD and, and the digital copy and you have to put in a, like, 20 letter and number code. You know, they're going to run out of those at some time. Right? Well, that's why now when you go to make a password for something, they're like, don't you want to put some crazy symbols and other things in there? You <laughs> not know, like, really. I just want to keep it simple because I'm not that worried about somebody. <laughs> You're not worried about your nudes getting out, Doug? <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I just, I'm proud of them. Oh, okay. Put them out. Yeah. Put them out yourself. <laughs> What's your, uh, other than me, of course, and, uh, and my co-host Doug Millard, what's your, what's your experience been like with Doug's in your life? Have you had any well, other you know, major Doug's? Yeah. You, uh, are you asking me a leading question you know the answer to or? Uh, 
No, I mean, we ask everybody just about every Doug they've known, because strangely, most of our guests will go, I've only known two or three Dougs. Yeah. <laughs> well, when I first got to know you, Doug, back in yes. the mid-90s, mm-hmm. uh, my best friend's name was Doug Bins. Right. And, uh, terrible last name. <laughs> and everyone always got you guys confused. There was a point where, like, at some point, people were like, Doug Benson, Doug Benson, and he thought they were calling him. And he, he kept waving at them and they were like, what, why are you waving weirdo? And he, he, you know, he was not in comedy or anything like that. So people yeah. only knew him through me, but it was very confusing to have a Doug Benson, Doug Bins. Um, yeah. And, uh, and you can't even say Doug B like they do on the bachelor. Yeah. You, uh, yeah. What do they do in the bachelor? <laughs> do they just not cast someone who has uh, the same last initial and the same first name? Like, uh, it's wild. There's like two Connors this season, uh, and but one of them is only one N. But that oh, okay. that'd be a weird way to address somebody. Hey, Connor, one N. <laughs> <laughs> Connor, one N. Yeah, Connor, Connor for real. <laughs> hey, Connor. Yeah. So, um, what's yeah, the deal? By the way, what's the deal with Colin Powell? His his name is spelled Colin. Right. If I were him, I, I'd pronounce it Colin. It but seems he, weird that he's anxious he's, to say the word. That's he's insisting <laughs> that he wants to be called the thing that shit passes through. <laughs> yeah. One of the most powerful people, at least at one point, you'd think yeah, you could really change that. Very weird. But he's <laughs> yeah, a weird guy. Just, he's uh, a weird guy. I mean, everyone has said it his entire <laughs> life. He's a weird guy. Was it, I mean, was that like, do you think that was his parents' pronunciation of it? Or he, he decided to say it that way. I bet his name isn't even Colin or Colin. His name is like Jim. And he's like, I want to make people call me Colin. Call me Colin. Call me by your Colin. Hey, come here over. Can you come here over, over here by my Colin? <laughs> how nice. is, how is Doug uh, Benz doing these days? He's good. I just caught up with him. He's, you know, he's in Korea. He's been in Korea for now a long time. Uh, he just up and moved there. Uh, to teach uh, ESL, English as a Second Language, um, because he taught it here and just really liked the culture and just decided to up and move to Korea. Wow. And he likes it. He likes it. He's like, you know, I think he, I I follow him on Twitter. He rarely tweets. He's like a once every four months guy, you know, but, um, but it seems like anytime he does, it's about some sort of very specific Korean cultural thing happening in the news that he's, you know, very uh, uh, interested in talking about or something. And I have mm-hmm. no idea what it ever is. <laughs> <laughs> what other Dugs have there been? Is that well, it? I had, Just the two no, of us? No, my, uh, when I uh, was eight, I moved to a different house. So I went to a different elementary school and I, uh, my first day I, I was put in, I, I remember the layout of the class exactly. And I was put in sort of the, all of the desks were in a, not a circle, but a square around, you know, around the edge of the square room and the teacher would be in the middle. And, um, I got put into the corner cause I was the only empty desk and I was just like really scared and you know, nervous about not having any friends or something. And the, and the kid who was sitting next to me was so friendly. And was just like, Hey, welcome to the new school. What's your name? My name's Doug. And uh, that was a Doug who became my friend all the way through high school. Mm, Represent. Sounds like a a great Doug. And then a good Doug, (laughs) but no idea, no idea what's happened to him since. Uh, he's a lawyer, I believe, in San Diego. I saw him at the ten-year reunion and maybe the twenty-year reunion too. The ten-year reunion, he uh, he had a girlfriend who it might have been his fiance, but I don't think he ended up with her. Who who everyone got so trashed at the ten-year reunion, <laughs> and we all went back to uh, my friend Adrian's house, who's the drummer, and no doubt, and he he just had the after party, you know, going on and everyone got so fucking trashed. And I went into the backyard, his backyard and, and, and the girl that he had brought to the reunion was there and I was trashed. So I don't know if I'm remembering this correctly, but she was like 
babbling about how no one respected her. You know, that kind of like talk when you're super trashed and just like weird <laughs> truth comes out and she's like, no one yeah. respects me. I'm good. I'm talented. I can sing. And then she started like singing opera. And I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? And then I, I passed out on the back wheel of Adrian's car, <laughs> like as a pillow, using it as a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a solid reunion. It was it was really funny. And then and then suddenly at like eight in the morning, the garage door opened and all those guys were uh going to breakfast and they saw me and laughed at me. <laughs> Passed out <laughs> on the car. And they said, just go inside and get on the couch. <laughs> and then they all went to breakfast. Um yeah. that's so that was that was the Doug, the other Doug I knew. He was very funny because he um he would try to cheat on his book reports all the time when we were in sixth grade by not reading the book and then try to write a book report that was vague enough mm -hmm. that, that um, uh, just him guessing, you know, and he was, <laughs> he was the guy who my sixth grade teacher, Mr. Conowal, um, he would interview us when we turned in the book reports and try to pepper us with questions um, to see if you really had read the book. And the two examples I can remember were he read a Harry Houdini biography and he was, he was like, so Doug, how did Harry Houdini die? And Doug was like, um, he drowns in one of his tricks gone wrong. And Mr. Conwell said, Nope, he was punched in the stomach. And that was where I learned that Harry Houdini died by a fan just coming up to him and punching him in the, in the stomach because Harry yeah. Houdini on stage had that thing where it was like punch. He would clench his yeah. abdominal muscles really tightly, but if you're not prepared for it, some guy, yeah, just he wasn't ready. Him. Yeah. He wasn't ready for it. So some guy just like randomly came up to him on the street was like, Hey Houdini <laughs> just punched a hole through his stomach. Um, and then the other one that was really funny was he read old yeller. And Mr. Conowal, like, <laughs> sort of roundabout asked him a few questions about, like, so, you know, what time period is this set in? Uh, you know, what's the family's name? All this. And then he's still not really catching him. And at the end, he goes, Doug, who was old Yeller? <laughs> oh, no. And Doug says, the neighbor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's why... He it had to be uh, put down at the end. He was a bad neighbor. <laughs> he was like Rand Paul's neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that those I think are my two major Dugs. I'm trying to think of any other Doug. Those are huge. Uh, usually this question is over in seconds because people just go, I just don't really know Dugs. <laughs> yeah. You know, I haven't had a lot of Dugs in, in my life, but it sounds like uh, I, I dare to say that uh, all I, the way I, through me, Doug was a really support, a support system for you. Yeah. I did have a roommate, Doug, who I've talked about on Freedom uh, the podcast a lot. He's the guy who his catchphrase was, I have parties. Um, and he, he was the guy who, uh, I, I was in theater school with him and I, and, uh, he, some, 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 uh, two women came to the door trying to sell magazines. I feel like, like they were our age, right? She, they were 20 or 18 or whatever. Um, and Doug was like, come back tonight. We're having a party. <laughs> and um, when we weren't, of course, but he made one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it was just a party with like, really, it was just me, Doug, my, our other roommate, Bagel. 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 Yeah. <laughs> the only bagel I've ever known. Are you, um, are you available to do wide world of bagels? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I'll, I'll talk a lot about bagel. Um, it was the three of us. And then, maybe one other person. And then these two girls came over, but it was like, I, re I, I always remember Doug was giving the one that he, he wanted to be with. He was giving her the tour. And I think it was going to be like, Hey, let's play card games or something like that. But at one point he was just like, come here. I want to show you something. And he would 
took her into the bedroom and had sex with her. <laughs> and I was just like, what an elegant pickup line. I mean, I want to show you something. I want to show you something called sex. <laughs> <laughs> this is how it's done. This is a neat little trick I could do. Um, he had been the, I think he grew up in Hawaii, was it? I can't remember, but he, he had been the the kid in the king and i with yule brenner not the movie but in a in a stage production and those sure. were his sort of uh, uh theater bona fides <laughs> um and i don't think he had acted in between maybe i might be getting it wrong but um at a certain point where i i, I moved there with my friend from college we were going to be roommates and go there together. And then we just fought all the time <laughs> once we moved in together so he moved out like three months later and i needed a place to be. So, uh, I moved in with Doug and bagel, Doug and bagel were friends <laughs> similarly, but bagel wasn't in the theater school. Bagel just like moved up there to be with his best friend, Doug, which was sweet. I thought. Doug yeah. and bagel. That seems like a <laughs> Doug Benson cartoon. I don't know. Sitcom of some kind. Yeah. Like sure. your, your don't little... steal it, but yeah. Okay. Look out. <laughs> Look out, waffles and mochi. <laughs> <laughs> Bagels and Doug are in town. <laughs> Bagel at the um, same party was really upset that uh, the other girl wouldn't pair off with him. And so he got really drunk and he went into the the little closet, the sort of like man-sized closet that's like a pantry closet where the trash can was and he was like i'm just gonna sleep in here with the trash where i belong <laughs> um, a lot of fun times a lot of fun times yeah, out, yeah. out there at theater school those i'm trying to think of any other doug that i've known have there been dougs in comedy that that we know well yeah there will but not i don't think you've had much interaction with doug stanhope not really no yeah and then you know, there's probably a few other Dougs out there, but, you know, as far as comedians are going, we don't really, as, yeah. you know, talk about other comedians named Doug because, you know, we don't want to build them up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we tear them down. Yeah. yeah. No, so I had my, I, mean, I had my middle school Doug, uh, middle school and high school Doug. I had my college roommate Doug and I had my best friend after college Doug. And that takes us up to you, Doug, uh, who were, was, was truly, I think, one of my first friends in comedy. It feels like a Doug passing of the torch throughout your life. Like there's always a Doug. It's really always a Doug there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except for lately. But I guess, you know, once you get married and have pets, then you really don't need Doug's Doug. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Rename one of them Doug. Yeah. <laughs> cool up. <laughs> Sorry. Molly's name is Doug now. <laughs> no discussion. Non-negotiable. <laughs> you could just and that'd be fun to just uh you know a couple with a dog just start you know the other person just start calling it something else just for <laughs> you know just for laughs you know just like and and the dog would start to be like why do you each have a different name for me <laughs> and it, then it goes to just for laughs <laughs> new faces <laughs> uh, have you ever played a character named doug that's a great question um wow. I don't I don't think I saw any on your IMDb. I feel like I play Look, I haven't had a lot of roles. So let's I am offer only and I refuse to learn lines. <laughs> um and I I insist on wearing my own clothes no matter what the role is. Um <laughs> but okay, let's go through my my screen <laughs> the the things I can remember. Uh just shoot me. I played Greenberg. I, I assume I was Jewish. <laughs> um, then Austin Powers, I played young Nigel, the young Michael Caine. Right. Mm -hmm. And then have I ever been on any other TV show? Oh, okay. Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> I was cop Sarah Silverman program. I was, I was agent Falcon, I believe. And then also cop banana cop. I yeah. You've been a cop that. a lot. Yeah. yeah, it's it kind of feels like you're just kind of standing around somewhere and they go, oh, Scott will fit in the cop outfit. <laughs> it, it kind of became a funny thing. Like when we did the Michael Bolton special, we needed a couple of security guards. I was like, get me the cop uniform. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
I know that one cracked me up that I, when I saw that, you know, you do, it, it's, you, you may, you called the shots on that thing and you still end up playing a cop. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it, I mean, it was fun. And then Nicole Byer and I just like improv for like Akiva would not call cut. And we were so behind and we were like going till five in the morning some nights and mainly because Michael Bolton, I think is a night guy, you know, and he, he didn't want to get up until 2 PM, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, I was just like, what is Akiva doing? And he was just like enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, this is so funny. I was like, we're not using any of this. He's like, I know, but I'm having fun. Um, I was a cop in auntie Donna as well. Uh, and then in, in, I feel like in Brooklyn nine, nine, I was Glandis or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's the name. So what, what was his deal? He was a hacker. Oh, he was a hacker and he, uh, Kulop and I were hackers together and Eugene Cordero. We were a trio of hackers. I don't remember if we were, if we had taken over there, you know, whatever it was and, and they needed us to rehack it. I, I can't remember the plot, but I will say that, uh, uh, we all did it. And Dan Gore, who, you know, is like the head honcho over there was, is a, is a bang bang fan. And, and, you know, it was, it truly was an offer only just like, Hey, come do this part. And, um, it was fun. And it was the season finale. And he was like, I saw him about three months later because I was moderating a, a panel for Brooklyn. And, and he said, by the way, we're, we're writing this, the season premiere right now. And there is, we've figured out there's just no way we can't ask you back. Like the plot won't make sense unless we have you guys back. So, you know, be prepared. You're going to be asked back. I've never heard from him ever again. <laughs> <laughs> I believe he emailed me once asking me a question about something Jason Manzukas did confusing uh, the two of us. <laughs> He's like, remember that story you told on Bang Bang? I'm like, you're thinking of Manzoukas, my guy. <laughs> but thanks for that. <laughs> thanks. Remember, remember when you were in John Wick 3? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, I say this facetiously. I know things change and I'm not actually mad about that. But uh, it's. Yeah, but it is funny that it's just dangling like that. I mean, you know, you did get to be on the show. It's such a good show. It makes me, it upsets me a little bit because the jokes are so good, but they have, they have to tell a cop story every week. I just don't know how they do it. Yeah. It's, it's, you have to, you have to do some sort of thing that they do on CSI or NCIS or whatever, but at the same time, be funny. Yeah. You got to make it sound like everybody there knows about cop stuff, you yeah. know? And it's like and, NYPD and, blue had that one consultant guy who was a New York cop and they, like everyone talked like him. Cause he's like, this is how all cops talk. Hey, <laughs> hey, this, we got this twist in lockup. And so every single character talked like him and then they find out like, Oh, only he talks like that. Yeah. But then they're stuck, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think Jimmy Smith's helped pull him out of that. Uh, <laughs> when he, when he joined, he brought a different flavor to it. Was Smith. <laughs> Jim, it's, it's Jim, the, the initial E Smith, but for some reason people call him Jimmy Smith. <laughs> I think that's more of a nickname. Sub <laughs> Smiths. Um, okay, you're doing great, Scott. Thank you. I feel like I've I've exhausted my Doug supply, though. Unfortunately. <laughs> well, that's the that's the you know you went deeper than anybody else, and uh, so did put your ass to sleep. That. Yeah, but I I don't think I've played a Doug. I I. It really seems like a, a, a glaring omission. Um, you know, there's you can dream to uh, someday play a character that uh, ever with the name they want everybody to know immediately that uh, it's just a boring person. It, it, it's um, either boring or like unassuming or like yeah. non-threatening. Like, hey, this yeah. is Doug. This is my husband, yeah. Doug. <laughs> it's he's, always going to be sexual. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, every every actor who's played characters that are shy or uh, uninteresting. Uh, they they've played Doug's for sure. What, what um, was your character's name on Friends? Uh, Tom. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Which is, you know, 
He loved <laughs> Bloomingdale's. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, my mom loved it. Oh, I, I always, I always forget. I, I confuse your characters up. You, I always, I always, uh, you know, when Bloom, when Bloomingdale's is mentioned, I always bring up how much my mom loves it, and uh, and <laughs> she, somehow, somehow, I never get laid with that. And she, doesn't she have a nickname for it? Bloomies, right? Yeah. Was it? Doug, he was trying to goad me into saying it, and then you <laughs> fell for it. You said it. Bloomies. Say it like that. Bloomies. Bloomies. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I swear I got that part just for that one word. I, that's how it happens. You go in and give a unique line reading and they, <laughs> but they I didn't think it was unique. It. The word is bloomies. Like, how are you supposed to say it? <laughs> yeah. But you, you, you gave it the old Doug Benson cadence. <laughs> I did. Um, who do you think is going to win in this, uh, Carter Odom fight? No idea what you're talking about. Yeah, so if you could give me a little more explanation. Nick Carter is going to fight uh, Lamar, Lamar Odom. Odom. Yeah. Who's a good. Like professionally or, a foot or they're taller just going to fight after you know, school these, today? It's one of these dumb Logan, you know, what was that Logan last Trump. one that just happened? Paul, Lo Paul Logan? <laughs> Logan Paul. Um, yeah. It's just one of these stupid celebrity boxing thing you know like we're just they're just gonna get rich i don't, tr I don't trust people with two first names i don't like i mean and you're suspect doug because was benson you know the butler was that his first name oh that's a great question yeah that's a good question <laughs> yeah i don't know but i know that uh i know that like a lot of people jump to uh you know calling me does this ever happen to you doug do you, you ever get called mr doug by anybody <laughs> No. Oh, but I did. I meant to take a picture. I got Doe again last night. D-O-U-G-H. Doe. Like yeah, they always... on, a, on a coffee cup or something? Or a oh, yeah. Order? Uh, a to-go bag of food. Yeah, if they have to write it down, they add an H for God knows what reason. My uh, coworker, Corinne, that, it doesn't seem that hard. Corinne. It's yeah. Like, how how fucking hard it's pretty common i think but every day when she comes in with a coffee cup it's spelled a weird way <laughs> and it's, like, it's karen or it's koran or it's yeah so it's so strange yeah they don't, they don't know what to do um and then when they go to turn and yell it out then they say it wrong because they wrote it down wrong you know and it's usually a different person that yells it out <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna um, start giving like with a mask on too like i don't know how long we have to wear masks like in starbucks and stuff but like i cannot get i, I cannot the first time i answer a question uh, i'll always get what was that or you know can you say that again yeah when i'm talking through a mask i'm terrible at talking through a mask yeah you should put like a little hole in your mask where your mouth is <laughs> so that yeah <laughs> that's a great idea <laughs> There's actually somebody, you know, actually produced masks with a flap so that you could smoke a joint or a cigarette while you have a mask on. <laughs> it's just this little tiny hole in the middle that you just open up and stick it in there. And it's stupid. Have you ever? Uh, Did I answer your uh, uh, Lamar Odom question <laughs> to your satisfaction? <laughs> I don't think so. I did. I, I thought for some reason I thought that Nick Carter is going to fight a guy. I thought Scott Ackerman's going to know about this. Well, I you know I haven't because you're up. so into music. Yeah, I haven't necessarily <laughs> kept up with Nick uh, as much. <laughs> you don't know. You're not familiar with all the face tattoos he has now. What? What are they? Up? Yeah, he's got tattoos all over his face. But he just said on TV yesterday that he's going to get him removed because he's he's about to have a baby, and. Um, he doesn't want his baby to see his tattooed face, but I've talked to some people and a tat having a tattoo removed off of like a place that isn't your face is incredibly painful, but he's got yeah. them all over his face and he's going to get them removed. Oh it's just God. like, what's his name? Pete Davidson is getting all of his tattoos removed. It's like that, that has got to be isn't, such torture. Oh. Isn't that why people like him or like women like him? You know what I Maybe? mean? Like if he was just yeah. a, if he was just a dorky, guy without tattoos he wouldn't have that sort of sense of danger where they're like oh he's there's something interesting about him i feel like it's a calling card for sure yeah i don't, I don't know if this is a good uh, you know i mean i someone told me when i was growing up what you know get tattoos or whatever but nothing uh that a that a shirt won't 
cover. Yeah. If you're, if you're in court. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nothing a judge can see like nothing, yeah. and, nothing yeah. above the collar, nothing on the hands, you know? Yeah. No, no expletives. <laughs> no teardrops. Yeah. No, no right how many people you've killed in prison. <laughs> I was just gonna make a joke about that lady. I was gonna say no, no trucking and fucking shirts. What the, okay, tell me about this lady because I I've been busy all morning and and I saw something that I assumed was a joke, which it's is she insane. has a tear she has a teardrop tattoo to commemorate a person she killed when she fell asleep at the wheel, or is that a joke? She's she's well, the picture went viral for many for at least several reasons because she looks like Amy Schumer. So that's like Amy sure. Schumer's trending. Cause she that's already like gold. Yeah. <laughs> then she, then she has that tattoo that I will circle back to because in addition to that, she's wearing a shirt that says uh, trucking and fucking, and she's a <laughs> professional big rig driver and she's at some sort of rest stop or something where there's a sign over the door behind her that says, stop pooping in the parking lot. So it's like those pictures in the back of Jack and Jill magazine, where it's like you're trying to spot every weird thing that's in there. Yeah. And, uh, and then I think there's a couple more weird things. But the worst is that, and the thing that's not funny is that she has a teardrop tattoo, not because she murdered somebody, but because she accidentally drove over somebody with her truck and killed him and thought that was a good way to pay respect. Yeah. Was when to when she the, fell asleep, like she, put, it was yeah, her fault. Yeah. To put the murder tattoo on your face and say, it's not, it's not, I didn't murder anyone. I'm paying tribute to someone I killed. <laughs> I mean, that's, I, I had assumed it was a joke because the trucking and fucking and all that stuff, it seemed fake. It's all so crazy and might come out that it's all a fake person, but I, I, I feel like maybe it's real and, uh, and sad. I feel, uh, like, I feel like the family would be happy with that tribute. Hey. <laughs> we really miss our child, but you know but what? No she worries. Stepped up. She stepped up. <laughs> <laughs> she did what she had to do. Um, Jenny, do you have anything else you want to ask Doug before, I mean, Scott, Doug, before we go to the next, did we ask him about Doug Emhoff yet? Oh, no, we have not. Who? Uh, our second gentleman of the United States is a Doug. Oh, oh is right. Doug right, Emhoff. Right, right, right. And, um, okay. So the, the, I, I remember during the inauguration, there was a very striking, young woman wearing a very fashionable coat and she was like trotting around like she was cock of the walk and it, it, like really preening it seemed like and i was like you know really like uh, mugging for the cameras it seemed like to me and i was like who is this person and she's some fashion designer or something and she's related to them or something oh oh really yeah but she's she's like she's like kamala's niece or something like that hmm. but uh i found i but she was walking around like y'all know me <laughs> at the inauguration i was like who is this um but uh yeah what 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 about him oh i'm just you know i'm just we're, we're trying to get him on the show and i yeah, know you yeah. i know you know obama well yeah so I mean, how deep are you in there you know like do you think i could probably give I'm trying to see if I could bypass Obama and just go directly to Doug, but no, I think I'd have to go through Barry. Um, yeah. If you could say anything to Barry, we'd appreciate it. Uh, we've got five questions each that Doug and I have written just for you, Scott Ackerman. Oh, you, wow. 10 questions total. 10 questions. But first, before we do that, we would like you to, Eat some leftovers. This is the part of the show where we ask our guests the questions we didn't get to with uh, previous guests. Mm, okay. And you can answer any way you want uh, as yourself or how you think they would answer. Who was the previous guest? Well, we were talking last week to Greg Proops and mm. um, uh, Doug uh, didn't get to some of his questions for him. So and, I would have to answer like with a lot of references and kind of <laughs> searing snarky disdain. 
<laughs> yeah, and you know, since we can't see you, you don't have to put on the glasses or the uh, <laughs> or the suit. Um, and then uh, a few weeks ago, Jerry O'Connell joined us, and he didn't get we didn't I didn't get to ask him any of the questions that I had Whoa. for Jerry because uh, he was late and left early and was walking a dog during it. <laughs> um, but I still love him. So uh, that's what we're going to do is we're going to ask you the questions that are left over from these other people, okay. but we're going to do it. We're going to do it right after this break. We have to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. We're back. We've been having so much fun talking to Scott Ackerman that uh, I mean, we're really up against it. Uh, we have some leftovers for him. Where I, I hope we can get to some questions that are yeah. actually for Scott. But but we got to do great... the leftovers first. Yeah, we, we got to eat. We got to do leftovers. Um, so what's your uh, what's your question for Greg Proops that you didn't get to, Doug? All right, because you're the voice of Bob the Builder, are you actually a handyman in real life? Does that hmm. overflow at all? Well, um, I mean, the first half of the question, unfortunately, has no overlap with my life. I'm not the voice of Bob the Builder. <laughs> I think there can only be one voice of Bob the Builder. It's not like the children's uh, five-year-old version of Little Shop of Horrors I went to where they double cast every part and each of the characters came out and spoke simultaneously. <laughs> um, so that has no overlap. But am I a handyman in real life? I, I would say... 20 years ago, I got kind of into it and, and went to Ikea and, and put together all the stuff and figured out how to hang stuff on walls and all that kind of stuff. And now I prefer to pay someone to do it. So yeah. I would say, I would say at this point I can do small stuff, but would prefer someone else do it. Yeah. Yeah. We, we knew you weren't a handyman from that. Can't open a gate story. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I ended up, having pliers and figuring it out but you did was, you did do it, it but it was they had, a, they had was hammered the, the bolt in there and it you did like, say that you're supposed to be able to pick it up just by like pulling it out but uh yeah no you're you, you said all of that so i was i was just uh i was out of line you were trying to be, you were you were out of line but you were trying to <laughs> be funny and you were trying to be a big shot and uh, it backfired on you <laughs> i know i just gotta i gotta know my place this question is for <laughs> for jerry oc uh, his IMDb top four is Stand By Me, Kangaroo Jack, Sliders, the TV show, no. and Mission to Mars are his best known for on his IMDb page. So I wanted to ask him, of those four, which one would you uh, rather not be there and what would you replace it with? Well, I, I remember seeing Mission to Mars, I believe, at the Man's Chinese and maybe with you. Oh, wasn't that the, uh, didn't, uh, uh, isn't that directed by De Palma? I think so. Or is it Carpenter? I think or it's Carpe De Palma. Oh, it's, right. it's De Palma. It's, it's De, De Palma. Palma? Yeah, I Carpenter did another Mars thing. Right. Uh, the, Vampires did, on Vampires Mars. On, yeah. I remember it <laughs> being very disappointing. Yeah. Um, and if I were Jerry, Sliders was a major achievement, wasn't it? Like four or five seasons or something and syndicated and then Stand Pretty By popular, Me. I mean, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, and then what was the second one? It was uh, Kangaroo Jack. Kangaroo Jack. Look, that brings a lot of joy to a lot of people. I uh, Get rid of uh, Mission to Mars. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll, uh, and I'll suggest replacing it with Piranha 3D. Yes. A wonderful film starring Paul Shear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who else is in Like Adam Scott's in there? Ad Adam Scott is there on a jet ski. We used a picture of him from it for one of our T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah that uh that in that movie uh jerry o'connell's uh junk gets bitten off oh yep. which i don't even by, understand because not even by just a threw up everything what's that oh yeah not it wasn't even, by a piranha it's just some some guy the same guy who punched houdini in the stomach came over and just bit his dick <laughs> off <laughs> i love the uh 
the Tony Curtis Houdini movie because for some reason they decided that how he really died wasn't interesting enough. So they changed it to he's like moving quickly backstage for some reason. And there's like some prop sword sitting there and the, the handle part of it hits him in the gut really hard. He's like, ow. And what? then, he, yeah. And then he goes, I think this is what happened. Cause I saw the movie a lot when I was a kid. And then he goes and does a water torture, you know, a water escape, water tank escape routine. And uh, because of the injury, you know, because of what happened with hitting, you know, hitting his stomach or whatever, uh, then he, yeah, he doesn't survive it. Um, yeah, I guess that's more cinematic than a dude coming up and punching someone. But... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and also do an aerial like... shot, you know, of Houdini on the ground on the sidewalk and everyone rushing <laughs> to him and all that. I mean, there's ways to shoot this that would make it more exciting. They're not trying hard enough. <laughs> I think Tony Curtis was just like, I'm a movie star. I don't die. because I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no way, Jack. <laughs> uh, all right, go Doug. What a weird legacy for the I, guy. I want to die by running into a sword accidentally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, Tony. Like, if you really don't want to be punched in the stomach, like, have someone behead you or something. What a, what a yeah. weird like, legacy for the guy that, you know, did, did punch him and kill him, like, to leave behind, you know, like, yeah, my grandpa was the guy that killed Houdini. He's got to feel bad about it, right? Oh, like, he, he, ex he expects Houdini, although, then again, a guy like that, it's like a heckler who's like, I'm helping. You know, yeah. he, he's really like trying to get one over on Houdini. Like, hey, maybe you won't be able to, you know, stand this punching. Yeah, so, he was the uh, he was the amazing Randy of his day. You know, that guy that goes around debunking yeah, everything. Debunking, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I feel bad though. I mean, maybe he gets a teardrop tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> quick, Doug, ask him another question. All right, I got a quick one. Uh, Want to know what Greg Proop's favorite kind of pie was? Very hard-headed question. I think that Greg, he's such a classy, erudite comedian with so many, like, off-the-top-of-his-head intelligent references. I think he would say hair pie. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Nailed it. I don't know why. I don't know why we're even going to bother asking questions written for you, Scott. That, that's <laughs> that was a much better answer, and it wasn't meant for you. Uh, Jerry O'Connell's married to uh, that lady, you know, Rebecca Romaine. Romjan. And um, Romjan. And um, I wanted to ask him if he ever made love to her while she was in her blue mystique makeup. Hmm. Interesting. So, so she she gets it put on every morning on the set. Yeah, and I would think that she then, when she wraps her scenes, they they take it off. So that would have to imply that Jerry comes to set one day to visit her, and then does yeah. does a little uh, H to the P in the dressing room. Yeah, if the trailer's rocking. Yeah, come on. I don't in. know how to finish that, but yeah. <laughs> um. So I'm gonna say yeah, he did it every day. Yeah. Okay. Hard. Hard. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think if she had sex with him with the makeup on or didn't have sex with him with the makeup on, either way, it results in blue balls. I think, yes, of course. <laughs> and I think she took the makeup home and made him wear it. <laughs> for sure. I mean, Jerry is up for anything, I think. That's my opinion. I think there, there might have been a time where he went to the set and had sex with Mystique thinking it was Rebecca, but it happened to be Jennifer Lawrence. And it was like one of those identical twin situations. Oh, like, no. Uh oh. <laughs> That's not good when that happens. <laughs> I hate when that happens. <laughs> uh, go, Doug. Go. Okay. Hurry. Greg Proops is in a film called in Liz, uh, Lizzie Lyon, The Unspun Truth. I'm just curious if you think Greg Proops has what it takes to be an actual good sign spinner. Huh? I mean, some Greg, of those guys are really talented. It looks tough. They really are. I remember, I remember, I, I just love it when you see a guy spinning the signs and he loves what he does. Like, he's, yeah. like I saw a guy who was, alternating spinning the sign and then doing dancing and then pointing at cars. Like you saw that, right? And it was just, it was infectious. I loved him. <laughs> I think like that guy should be paid as much as Elon Musk for anything. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like the same level of skill, you know? Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. 
I think yeah. Greg has a powerful upper body, uh, not to mention his lower body. I mean, uh, <laughs> he, he could he could stand on his on his hands and be spinning the sign with his feet, as far as I'm concerned, like a, a bear on top of a ball at the circus. So I, I think he definitely has what it takes. Um, I, I would like to see him do that. And I'd like to, uh, you know, all the sign spinning places to offer Greg Proops a job and see, you know, how much, how much would it take for him to do it though? Like how much, like realistically, how much money would you have to offer Greg Proops where he, he le legitimately goes like, I just can't turn this down. <laughs> Are we talking like, and, and this is for how long is it two weeks to do this two weeks on the corner? Is it yeah. fifty thousand dollars? Does he do it for fifty grand? I don't know. I don't know what it would take, but I'm I'm liking like this because you know out of bed to spin a sign on the corner of La Brea in Hollywood. That should be like the next level. The next cameo should be sign spinners, and it's celebrities that are willing to spin your sign. <laughs> See, I think if you film it, people will do it for like. Nine hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because they know it's going to be part of a funny project or whatever. I'm saying, yeah. don't film it. Like, literally, you're going to work here. We're, we're not <laughs> going to film it. No one will ever see this. How much does it take for you to, to get you there? To do it to do an eight-hour day. It wouldn't take that much for me, just because I I think it'd be funny to do once. You know. <laughs> yeah. But I'm saying you got to do it for ten times. You got to do it. Eight hours a week, uh, or eight hours a day, five days a week for two weeks. How many you breaks know? during the day? I think you get a ten-minute break every three hours. Okay. Lunch? You got to get lunch, right? I don't think I could. I, I don't. I think Doug could physically handle it, but I don't think I could. I don't think I've got the, I, the my, stamina. My, my feet would hurt too much. I think. Yeah, I could. I spin the sign while sitting in a chair. I, I don't know. I don't know. They're all, the old Bartles and James just sitting there in rocking chairs. I don't know. You know like, I, I like to, I like to live in a world where I'm standing there spinning a sign and, and um, George Costanza comes up and says, I'm going to get you a chair. Cause you shouldn't have to stand here and spin that sign. Yeah. I, and then I, he brings me a chair and I sit down and then I get fired. It seems like, okay. You know what? I, th I think then when I worked at Disneyland, it was basically like, you would you would go 10 minutes on 10 minutes off um because it was physically the you know uh, exerting yourself like that was right was, was i mean exhausting. you go longer than 10 minutes you get too goofy exactly <laughs> suddenly you split in half there's two goofies so so you go 10 minutes on 10 minutes off or 15 minutes on 15 minutes off so maybe that's the rules like you do 10 minutes of hard hard sign spinning and then you get uh -huh. to rest and sit down for 10 minutes would you do it then it's funny that you say like 10 minutes is uh, hard sign spinning for 10 minutes is, uh, I don't know. I don't, that, yeah, but that would if be you're pretty on, exhausting. Can on you a go hot on day, like the know? Peloton or the, or, or the, the treadmill or something for like half an hour, 45 minutes at a time? Like you could, you could do it. Yeah, I guess so. It's the, it's, it truly is the lifting the thing above your waist. But if you kept it at waist level, maybe, and just like spun it, you know, at dick level, that would, you know. <laughs> you put your own spin yeah. on it if you did a bloomies, you know? Yeah. That's the thing. Like you'd walk That's into right. that room and people would just go, he, I mean, I don't know how he does it. He made it unique. I gotta, I gotta bring me to this thing, to this sign spinner thing. Well, Scott, this has been an incredible hour of not getting to, your questions god i wish i knew what my questions were you are such a great guest that we you know we're out of time you 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 answered other questions for other people so thoughtfully the early questions about doug's you spend more time on that than i think any guest we've ever had it really and, was to uh, my detriment yeah unfortunately <laughs> i had too much to say you're gonna talk but, to obama for us about emha oh yeah that'll definitely yeah. happen. I'll, I'll get you i'll get you an answer on that tomorrow Thank okay. You. And, um, what's your, um, you know, plugging situation. Do you have anything coming up that you want people specifically to check out? I think it's, you know, at this point, it's just the normal stuff of Mondays comedy bang, bang comes out, uh, the podcast. And then Thursdays freedom comes out, which is the podcast with Paul F. Tompkins and Lauren Lapkus and myself just talking a lot like this show and we play games at the end. And, uh, you know, those are both fun shows. I bet. Um, <laughs> I know, okay. I know, right. I know for a fact that Howie Bag Bag is fun and can only assume freedom is fun. Now, freedom is, um, 
is that like a pay? Do people pay to see that? How does that work? Nope. It's free. It's anywhere podcasts are. Oh, okay. Did it start off as a paid thing or something? Yeah. It, it started just off kind of, kind of confusing. It was windowed for a while. And, and at this point it's just like, it just comes out for free. It, it's getting actually more and more popular. Uh, so it's, it's fun. Yeah. It's more and more people are listening to it. It's a, it's a fun show to do. And Lauren had a major announcement on a recent episode as part of our incredibly popular feature, Lauren's topics. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, so check, check out that show. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Go, go check out that big announcement. And, uh, thank you, Scott, Doug. Anything you want to uh, throw in here at the end? Uh, I'm excited. I'm doing my first stand-up show in person, uh, an outdoor show. Uh, He's <laughs> <laughs> finally going to try it. <laughs> it's going to feel like it. Uh, you know, first post-pandemic, or not post, we're still in it, but July 1st at Buzzmill in Austin, Texas. Check it out. <laughs> and fun. I have something coming up. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be doing... Uh, my first road stand-up gig in Tacoma, Washington at the Tacoma Comedy Club on Sunday night, July 11th. Our friend Sean Jordan is supposed to be the support act, but he's having a baby the week before, so I'm, I'm, not, oh, yeah. I'm not sure if he'll show up. Um, but, <laughs> no excuses. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you, Scott Ackerman. Thanks for having me, guys. This is so yeah, much fun. You. It was great talking to you, and... Um, as always, comedy Doug Doug. <laughs>